E Indian Lake. It's eight o'clock. Good morning. This is Northern Light for Thursday, June 15th. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. The Adirondack Park Agency has unveiled its plans for a proposed new headquarters in downtown Saranac Lake. This is not just a building. This is not just like the APA getting a new, you know, headquarters, which is exciting in and of itself. It's about this opportunity to be able to contribute more. Also, Governor Hochul wants to double the number of state troopers hired in the state over the next year. We need more of you because we're living in turbulent times. There's a lot of mistrust among communities and law enforcement. And we'll meet some of the kiddos at a 4-H after-school program in Lafargeville and Jefferson County this summer. My name is Olivia, and I am 8 years old. What do you love about being in this 4-H program? I love about being in this 4-H program because I get to see all my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. All of that and more is coming up on Northern Light. Stick with us. Broadcast of Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio is supported by AdirondackExplorer.org and the AdirondackAlmanac.com, seeking solutions to the Adirondack Park's challenges in print and online. And Gray and Gray and Associates, CPAs, an accounting and financial services firm in northern New York with offices in Canton, Potsdam, and Spring Hill, Florida. GrayCPAS.com. This is Northern Light. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. Saranac Lake on Monday passed a law to regulate short-term rentals. According to the Adirondack Daily Enterprise, it'll require short-term rental owners to have permits, grandfather in existing rentals, and cap the number allowed in the village. The law won't go into effect until New York State makes it official. The village will put notices in the Enterprise and on social media when that happens. Governor Kathy Hochul says she hopes to double the number of state troopers hired in New York over the next year. The governor spoke at a ceremony for the force's latest graduates Wednesday. From Albany, Karen DeWitt has more. Hochul told the graduating class that the state budget includes money to double the number of new troopers in the next year. She says she hopes to add more women and more diversity to the ranks. We need more of you because we're living in turbulent times. There's a lot of mistrust among communities and law enforcement, and you are the individuals who every single day are going to get up and break down those barriers. The 238 new troopers increased the force to nearly 4,800. Under Hochul's tenure, the state police have taken on new duties in gun control and safety measures. They include policing the state's red flag laws, which temporarily removes firearms from people believed to be a potential danger to themselves or others. In Albany, I'm Karen DeWitt. 
Two North Country hospitals have announced plans to create a critical access hospital in Ogdensburg. Carthage Area Hospital and Claxton Hepburn Medical Center submitted the proposal to the State Department of Health. It would create a 25-bed critical access hospital at Claxton Hepburn's current location. Critical access hospitals get higher federal reimbursement rates than other types of hospitals. The plan would also transform Claxton Hepburn into a behavioral health hospital with 40 beds for inpatient mental health services. The DOH's review of the proposal is expected to take months. Community forums in Ogdensburg and Carthage will be held uh, held at a later date. Lawyers appeared before an appellate court in Albany last week arguing whether or not to redraw New York's congressional district maps again. WSKG's Von Golden reports. This lawsuit asks the court to allow the state's independent redistricting commission another chance to redraw congressional maps. The plaintiffs in the case are supported by the DCCC, Democrats' national campaign arm. Their attorneys argue that the current court-drawn congressional maps were an emergency remedy ahead of last year's elections. They point out that the state's highest court didn't stipulate in their decision tossing out the old maps just how long the new ones should be in place. That's an idea of presiding justice Elizabeth Gary seemed receptive to during arguments. And so here we are with no statement as to duration. So and awkward as it is for this court to be inferring, and you heard me ask the appellant's counsel, that's that's what we're asked to do. The GOP-backed defendants in the case argue that the remedial maps in place now are meant to be in place until the next census under statute. Unless the five-member appellate panel unanimously agrees to reject the case, it's likely to be appealed to the state's highest court, the Court of Appeals. The makeup of that panel has changed since it tossed out the congressional maps last year, meaning it's quite possible it could open the door for new maps. In Ithaca, I'm Vaughn. Golden for North Country Public Radio. A Clinton County school district has a new mascot. According to the Adirondack Daily Enterprise, the Saranac Central community will now be known as the Saranac Spartans. They were formerly called the Chiefs, but under a new state rule, public schools can no longer use indigenous names, mascots, and logos. Districts who do not change their native-themed mascot by the end of the school year risk losing foundation aid from the state. The Enterprise reports that the final vote between the Spartans and the Wolves garnered more than 2,600 votes. The new name Spartans will become official on July 1st. A longtime Canton resident turned 105 years old on Tuesday. Community members celebrated florist Frank White. Our intern Kelly Daphnis was there for the party and has our story. At the Canton Historical Collection on Main Street, the small room's filled with people with well wishes for Frank White. There's a cake decorated with a canoe on it. White was a big paddler. He tells me much of Canton has changed a lot since he was a young farmer in the 1930s. I used to walk down the street when I was young. I told two farmers, both French and English. It was a different story. Farming has changed. A lot of the buildings are the same, except that they've resurfaced them, so they're better. I'd like to see them 100 years from now. White proudly recounts his lifelong commitment to his career as a farmer and dedicating over four decades to his flower business, White's Flowers, which is still in operation under new owners. White emphasizes the importance of the past 10 to 15 years, during which he found peace and self-reflection. In offering wisdom to the younger generation, White says... When you wake up, 
and wake up when you get up. If they want to be ambitious, they'll be ambitious. If they want to drag their feet. Here he shrugs. One of Frank's closest friends and driver, Karen Leahy, says White is still active, has morning coffee with his friends, and goes on walks. His birthday wish, you know, just happy birthday, Frank, and, and enjoy every day as if it was your last. And to be 105 today is just awesome. Yeah. Frank White. A living, breathing presence stands as an embodiment of Canton's rich history, representing 105 years of a lifelong remarkable tale. For North Country Public Radio, I'm Kelly Daphnis in Canton, New York. You're listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. It's eight minutes past eight. Good morning. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. Just ahead, 4-H club fun and an academic boost in Lafargeville. That's coming up in just a few minutes here on Northern Light. music by the Adirondack Harper Martha Gallagher. You can hear more of her music on our website anytime. Check out the underscore project at ncpr.org slash underscore. Support from listeners is what keeps this service strong. We're closing out our fiscal year and your contribution helps keep NCPR's news programs like Northern Light on the air and online. You make it all possible, so make a donation right now ncpr.org slash give. Thanks. Northern Light is supported by St. Lawrence Health, offering my care a way for patients to access health information and stay connected to their care team. Registration is available at stlawrencehealthsystem.org. The Adirondack Park Agency might be moving to downtown Saranac Lake. The APA wants to renovate an historic building as part of its new headquarters. There's still a lot of details that need to be ironed out, and the APA wouldn't move for another few years. Emily Russell has more. For as long as the APA has existed, they've been in the same brown building, halfway between Saranac Lake and Lake Placid. The original structure was built with logs salvaged from a blowdown in the 1950s. There have been additions and renovations over the last 50 years, but APA Executive Director Barbara Rice says the building is not in great shape. There are gaps in the logs, which leads to loss of, you know, heat and energy problems. But we also have this lovely uh, situation where we have mice and insects and bats getting into the building. Rice says there's also rot in some of the logs, windows that don't fully shut, poor ventilation throughout. So a few years ago, New York State set aside $29 million for the APA to build a brand new energy efficient headquarters. Rice says it's taken time to find the right fit, but she thinks they've finally settled on a spot in Saranac Lake. 
wasn't necessarily a pinpoint in time where it was like, ta-da. It was more like it evolved. And, and in talking through with the, the team here, um, it became the one property and location that really stood out to us. So I'm standing in downtown Saranac Lake, and I am in front of the property that the APA wants to move to. Right now there's a big three-story slate gray building here overlooking Lake Flower. It's really a kind of an iconic building in downtown Saranac Lake. It's known as the Paul Smith's Electric Light and Power Building. If you've been to Saranac Lake, you've probably seen it. It's that big boxy building with arched windows. It's almost 100 years old, and there's a little powerhouse right behind it for the Lake Flower Dam. Both buildings at 1 and 3 Main Street are owned by the village of Saranac Lake. The honest God truth is 1 and 3 Main are, are beautiful historical landmarks that need a lot of work that the village really can't afford. That's Saranac Lake Mayor Jimmy Williams. He says he's excited about the APA potentially investing nearly $30 million into the property. To see that building completely restored, I think would be nice for the community and also removes a significant liability from our balance sheet. The details aren't certain. The APA still needs to inspect the building and its foundation. The lease agreement between the village and the APA also hasn't been ironed out, but the agency has already mocked up what the property could become. All right, so let's, let me just sort of walk you through mm-hmm. um, what this what this all looks like. Back at the APA's such, office in Raybrook, Barbara Rice brings out a few big poster boards that show the plans of what the place might look like. Okay, so this building is, you know, the historic building, the Paul Smith's Electric Light and Power Building. That is What the APA would do there is renovate the interior and add a stairwell and elevator to make it ADA compliant. They'd also upgrade the powerhouse behind it, potentially turning it into the agency's boardroom. That whole space would be more public-facing, serving as a kind of visitor interpretive center. Then Rice points to the new building that would be a bit behind and to the left of it. So the new construction will be along the Lake Street hillside, and that will be um, a three-story building with an attached garage, and that will be approximately 19,000 square feet. So in all, with the historic building in the front, the APA would have an office complex of about 28,000 square feet. That's a bit bigger than their current space. The APA has about 50 employees on staff. The agency would also build a 72-space parking lot, which could be used by the public on nights, weekends, and holidays. Rice says she's excited about being in a more central location. This gives us the opportunity to kind of come out of the shadows a little bit. And I mean that figuratively, we're, we're kind of pushed back here in Raybrook, not highly visible. If the agency moves to downtown Saranac Lake, they'd be in the heart of one of the park's most populated places. That's in line with one of the APA's missions, to push development into Hamlet areas, to concentrate it into a downtown rather than contributing to a kind of sprawl that you can now see in Raybrook. Saranac Lake Mayor Jimmy Williams says he also thinks there could be a kind of generational impact for the village. I love the idea of young folks passing by that place and seeing a potential career opportunity. Keep kids in the area with an avenue that's not the school, the prison, or the hospital. There's still a lot of work left to do before this move is finalized. That includes within the APA, where some staff aren't thrilled about the agency leaving its longtime headquarters. There's a lot of history in that building and on that property. 
If the APA's move to downtown Saranac Lake is finalized, it likely wouldn't happen until 2026. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio in Raybrook and Saranac Lake. You're listening to Northern Light here on North Country Public Radio. I'm Todd Moe. And I'm Monica Sandreski. In just a minute, a 4-H after-school program that's making a difference in one Jefferson County school district. Then stick around after the program for Bird Note coming up at 842. Cliff Swallows. We'll be getting a profile of them coming up in just a few minutes. But first, uh, Todd has a look at the weather for us. Yeah, the Weather Service says rain uh, continuing probably through much of the weekend at this point. We've got about a 30% chance of uh, showers, thunderstorms today. Highs in the 70s for much of the region. Light winds out of the west-southwest. About an 80% chance of rain on Friday with highs tomorrow, low 70s. And then a near 100% chance of showers Saturday with highs near 70, about a 60-70% chance of rain on Sunday with highs near 70. So yeah, wet weather, gardens need it, uh, the fields need it. Uh, So again, isolated showers, thunderstorms today, highs in the 70s, light winds out of the west-southwest. And we've got clouds and uh, 59 degrees right now in Canton. As the school year wraps up, some elementary students will start vacation while others will return to a summer school experience with a twist. A 4-H program offered through Cornell Cooperative Extension will begin its summer phase of offering academic support and enrichment at dozens of school districts around the region. For many youngsters in the North Country, the end of the school day means a chance to catch up on homework, learn life skills, and have some fun. Earlier this academic year, our Todd Moe stopped by the 4-H after-school program in Lafargeville in Jefferson County, designed to keep youngsters engaged in learning. It's good to know that some things from my childhood haven't changed, like the 4-H pledge. Well, okay, my local 4-H club wasn't quite that boisterous, but this is the cafeteria at Lafargeville Central School. It's just after the end of the school day, and these youngsters, K through 8th grade, are blowing off a little steam and getting ready for a couple more hours of learning about life, science, art, exercise, self-confidence, and socializing. My name is Olivia, and I am 8 years old. What do you love about being in this 4-H program? I love about being in this 4-H program because I get to see all my friends that I haven't seen in a long time. I'm Layla. What have you enjoyed being in the program? Um, that the educators are very nice. They said that we're going to do crocheting. I want to try and do that. Really? My name's McKenna. I am seven. What do you love about being in this 4-H program? 
They do lots of fun stuff, and it's really fun here. People make me, save me, change me. Okay, we're hushing our voices because students are breaking up into small groups to work on a series of riddles and word puzzles, a great way to learn creative thinking and cooperation. breaks but never falls and what falls but never breaks two people put a heart three people put air and one person put wind did everybody hear the question yes, yes. does anybody else have a guess oh wait Trixie. mirror olivia chicken chicken <laughs> Levi. A promise? A promise. it's day and night oh <laughs> So, yeah, there's learning and moments of fun in the 4-H after-school curriculum. Lafargeville principal J.C. Welsh stands at one end of the cafeteria taking it all in. She says the program is not meant to compete but complement the school day. And it's really popular. The success when they put up the application for enrollment in June and it's filled in a couple of days and we get parents asking about waiting lists and that's a that's a pretty successful program. Our teachers love the program. Students get help with their homework. Um, they're growing academically and they're growing well-roundedness. They're becoming great people and they're getting experiences that students at Lafarge might not get without the 4-H program. For Avery... And her friend Ella, it's the chance to finish homework and have some fun. I like being here because we get to do enrichment every day. Um, it's where we like get to do a fun activity after homework time and snack. I like it because it's really different each day. How long have you been involved? Have you been have you been doing this for years? Or? Um, I've been here since I believe maybe either two or three years ago. Yeah, two or three years with me, yeah. Healthy cooking, public speaking, woodworking, robotics, science, engineering are just some of the ways the youngsters spend their mid-afternoons. Sophia and Mariah are learning about gardening, healthy soil, and composting with their worm farm. Don't let them escape. Yeah. Open it. I like how many worms are in there? Uh, I'm not sure. A lot, though. A lot, though? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've seen them. Mm-hmm. What do worms eat? Leaves sometimes. Oh, sometimes leaves. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. There are 4-H after-school programs in counties across the region. In Jefferson County, 18 school districts have been participating for nearly 20 years. Cornell Cooperative's Mitch McCormick helps oversee the program in the county He says recent surveys show it's making a difference. Our data shows that on average, 85% of after-school program students in the last year improved in ELA uh, and reading scores from fall to spring. And 82% of our 4-H after-school program kids uh, that had a need to improve in math uh, improved from fall to spring. The other piece that was exciting to see because this is it's more qualitative, it's based on direct feedback from the teachers, uh, was that, according to teachers, 81% of kids uh, in the 4-H after-school program show improved classroom engagement and learning throughout the school year. Seeing that data just meant a lot to us, uh, knowing that you have that sort of impact. And, and of course, it's a representation of what 
uh, is happening during the school day and after school. It's really a collaboration with the school district. The outcomes show that kids do improve by having more time socially with their peers and that they uh, will improve academically uh, by spending more time in an educational environment. But many of our kids uh, still need that support and there's a lot of work still to be done. It's late afternoon, and Caitlin LaRose gets the 4-H students moving and motivated one more time. Caitlin grew up in Lafargeville and is the program's coordinator. We have done some really amazing things, and one of the things I want to see more of, and I feel like we're moving towards, is just more community outreach. Mm. We raised 507 pounds worth of food um, for our local food pantry here, which is huge. You know, the ladies there were so thrilled when we came and dropped everything off and had great things to say as well. We do an Adopt a Firefighter event where the kids learn about fire safety, what it um, means to be a firefighter, what it takes to be a firefighter. It's amazing. Yeah. So more community outreach, I think. Um, the kids love it. The staff loves it. It's, it's just great. Mitch McCormick says traditional home-based 4-H clubs are still popular and thriving. And the after-school program is just another way of promoting that familiar 4-H pledge that includes clearer thinking, larger service, and better living. Todd Moe, North Country Public Radio in Lafargeville. You're listening to Northern Light right here on North Country Public Radio. It's 825. I'm Monica Sandreski here with Todd Moe. And communities throughout the region are putting together the final details on their Juneteenth celebrations. Juneteenth, known as Freedom Day and Jubilee Day, has been celebrated by Black Americans since the late 1800s. It commemorates June 19, 1865, when Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas, and announced the end of slavery. Two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation was issued. It's a national holiday now, and there's a Color of Freedom tour through Lake Placid, Peru, and Elizabethtown, and Osable Chasm. Coming up this weekend to visit historic spots significant to the struggle for liberation. Jefferson County Community College is marking 10 years since soldiers of Fort Drum introduced the Juneteenth holiday to the Tri-County area. And Burlington, Vermont, has a whole lineup of black comedians, spoken word artists, a gospel brunch, and music through the night on Saturday. And we have music now from the headlining group in Burlington called Arrested Development. This is their song, Never Had Your Back. In another state of mind. Dollar rhyme, but we barely get a job. Woman to woman and man to man. Good evening, America. Woman to woman. Woman to woman and man to man. Good evening, America. This is your president. He's 52-year-old bone. 
Jones. I hear creeps without water flows. Hip hop pro, but would never know songs. My 23 year old daughter knows. She plays artists I dig. I ask, who is that kid? Her answers are inaudible. No, this is that. Named after mobs and gas. Mumble raps, beats a trap. And every week there's an all new batch. So I just relax and that hurt to her. Cause I prefer to defer to black girl magic. Plus all the things me and my queen put into her. Life's a blur. I remember when she was young. All the lessons that did occur. Teacher by bees and birds and streets and curbs and dreams deferred. Langston Hughes and Mary McKeever, Angela Davis, facts. The combat, the narrative, that the dudes, blacks, and nothing can save us. Freedom fighting is the proper behavior. I tell her, you're a black queen and you're not a fixin'. Nah, nah. You're nobody's quick fix. Nah, nah. America's never had your back. No, no, no. You're not a trap queen. Nah, nah. White boy fetish thing Elevated black queen highest America's never had your back go 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 America's never had your back go 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 Get off your pulpit, you've been a pit bull to black women, the fullness of what you've done in the slave shacks back in the wilderness, having your way with women to little girls, they childrenless, breaking in entry centuries of souls, thrown in manure pits. Then you pitted your unwanted light kids against the darker kids. Now we're conditioned to keep sparking this, hating the old women, intimacy divisions, and indecisions, relational confusion, materialistic dilutions, and all of this because of your intrusions. No wonder we all came to the conclusions that black lives don't matter, murder of Brianna Taylor, black blood the splatters america constantly failing us give reparations give a separate nation no more diversity talk it's a black situation and stop degrading our dear sisters on tv stations yeah, yeah. you're a black queen and you're not a fixin nah, nah. you're nobody's quick fix nah, nah. america's never had your back no 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 White boy fetish thing Melanated black queen highest thing America's never had your back Go, go, go 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 this is the song Never Had Your Back by the group Arrested Development. They're the headlining act at uh, Burlington's Juneteenth celebration this Saturday. You can find out more from btvjuneteenth.com. That's it for Northern Light. Morning Edition continues in just a couple of minutes. I'm Monica Sandreski. And I'm Todd Moe. Be well. America.